Welcome to the Generic True Crime Podcast. All criminal cases mentioned in this podcast are real events. Hello. Hi. I'm Nicole. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Generic True Crime Podcast. How are you doing? Good. It's really nice out. It's a beautiful day. If everyone's able to get out, get out. Yeah, we tried enjoying the day a little bit earlier by, well, I took a nice walk. She ran. Yeah, it, took, uh, it was more of a jog. Jog. Yeah, still good. Still better than a walk, I'd say. But. Yes. The one funny thing, I told you about this earlier, the one funny thing I heard, I was jogging and this little girl, she's probably like eight years old. She yelled at this boy. She's like, everyone in this world is a bitch. <laughs> and I I was like, oh, this poor girl. She's so young to know. What she knows really, the truth. She knows how the world really is shitty. She's so young. but you So know. young, yet so wise. Wise beyond her years, for sure. That's right. All right. So today we're going to talk about Issei Sagawa. And I apologize if that's not how his name is pronounced. If you are not native um, Japanese speakers, I mean you no disrespect if you um, mispronounce. Yeah, we'll, we'll try our best. Exactly. So we're going to start with um, Issei. How do you pronounce Sa- Sagawa? Is that uh, Sagawa? Sagawa. I, I would assume okay. Sagawa. Sagawa. Okay, that, that does sound authentic. Um, he's also known as Pang or the Kobe. Kobe or Kobe? The cannibal? Yeah, I... Think Kobe. And spoiler alert, this involves cannibalism. Um, so Issei, he was born on April 26th in 1949 in Kobe. Um, he, his dad and grandpa, they had really great careers and they were known for being wealthy men. Um, and so Issei was very privileged and, you know, he came from a family of wealth. Um, Issei was born prematurely. He was so small when he was born that he could fit in his dad's hands. Wow. Yeah, it's very tiny. Um, uh, and then he immediately developed, oh gosh, um, in, enteritis, the disease of the small intestine. But he did recover eventually after several injections of potassium and calcium and saline. Um, this was a quote that I found in Wikipedia that I underlined and I put some question marks because I was like, <clears throat> this is a weird quote. Um so apparently, Issei said that his fragile health and introverted personality led him to develop a strong interest in literature. So him being uh, sick and introverted, like, so Nicole, you were born prematurely. Do you think I was? Do you know? Do you think that's why you love books? <laughs> I don't think that's why I love books. Um, well, it's funny because I was also a very introverted child as well. I could understand that part, like. Like, um, I know speaking as a very introverted (laughs) child, like, um, having not wanted to talk to like many people or make as many friends, like I could just always rely on a good book to read as a kid. That's true. That's true. Um, I just thought that was like the weirdest quote. Like I know people who are introverted and they have fragile health, but they're really into sports. It's like, this is everybody who has fragile health. They just Uh, love books. Just Issei and myself, apparently. (laughs) 
Right. So, um, we have the trouble begins. So Issei, his first, he first had um cannibalism thoughts in the first grade. He saw a uh, male classmate's thigh. You know, um, and then Issei also admitted this was random, but he also admitted to committing acts of bestiality with the family dog. And I was like, Oh, this, that's pretty sick. Yeah, like how? Well, I really didn't like this guy to begin with. Yeah, I so. didn't. I didn't like him either. Um, in his beliefs. So Issei thought that he should do cannibalism stuff because he wanted to obtain good qualities other people have. Issei was very um, insecure about, especially his looks. He was, he was very petite. He was, I think it was four foot nine inches. It was stated. Mm-hmm. And that's him as um adult. Mm-hmm. So he was probably always a tiny, frail um, individual. And he had a lot of insecurities about that. And he also had insecurities that he was, you know, from his um, introverted self. He didn't like that he was so introverted. He wanted to be more friendlier. But, you know, it's it's not as easy as just talking to more people. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he thought if he could eat people, he could obtain their, their strength, their physique, and their mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as you mentioned, he did have strong, like, cannibalistic desires at such an early age, um, as Nicole said in first grade. Um, From there, he actually developed um, cannibalistic desires in women. And as he got older, he actually started desiring women of uh, blonde European features. Was that just, did he just have a type, or was there a reason... Um, from, from what I read, he just had a type and he was just very infatuated by women of, um, with these, uh, characteristics, okay. these features. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so as he got older, um, Issei actually started thinking more and more about, or trying to give into his desire of wanting to eat somebody alive. And he actually started doing some early attempts, um, he would actually, he would actually hire uh, sex workers, and he would attempt to kill them each and every time. But he found it, um, he found that he was unable to pull the trigger. I read that too. Like almost every night, he's bringing back sex workers to attempt to kill him, but he hadn't been able to do, hadn't been able to commit the crime at that time. Yes, and also while he was studying. Um, studying at the university, Wako University in Tokyo, it's been noted that he had targeted a tall German woman and followed her home, in which he actually broke into her, her house later on um, with the attempt, the intentions of wanting to to eat her. I had read that too. And when I, while I was reading it, I noticed that he, he intended to slice, slice off her butt and to like... Yes, st- he wanted to, um, from what I read, he wanted to just bite into uh, her living flesh and devour her while she's still alive rather than killing her. That's very odd. Bizarre, for sure. Um, so, yeah, as I said, he did manage to break into this woman's apartment, but she awoke to find him above, um, standing above her, and she was able to luckily push him down to the ground. And Issei was actually just charged... Um, with attempted rape, but the charges were eventually dropped because uh, his father did end up paying her off. 
And I also read that Issei didn't tell the police about his true intentions. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I meant to rape her. Yeah, that's, no. that's what I, I want to do. I didn't want to kill anybody. Yeah, no, he, he didn't admit the charges that they had against him. And I apologize if you could hear the crinkling of my, my notes, by the way. I have notes, too. So if you hear mine later on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so as time went on, um, E.C. then went on to study literature. Um, and he would actually, he continued on. He got a bachelor's and then obtained a master's. And then he went and relocated to France in pursuit of a Ph.D. in literature. So in 1977, he moved to Paris. Um and I believe that's where he would pick up more sex workers, I believe, and attempt each time to to shoot them and with the intentions of eating them. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so eventually, along as time goes by, Issei does befriend a classmate of his, uh, a woman named Brene Hartvelt. Sorry, that's not pronounced correctly. That's how I took the last name, too. Hartvelt? Hartvelt. Heartfelt, yeah. So he sounds does, very German, which take note, his type is blonde. Yes. I believe she was Dutch, however. Oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, German. Sorry about that. So he does befriend her, and he does end up um, hanging out with her quite a bit. He invites her over for dinner a few times, and they just, they develop this friendship. It wasn't until uh, June 11, 1981, that he invites her, her over one last time. He invited her over for dinner and asked for help translating some poetry he had um, in, in Dutch for a school assignment. He asked her to translate for him. Um, and as she's doing this, as she's reading the poetry at his desk, he actually takes a rifle and shoots her behind it in the back. This is so or in her neck, I believe. This is so scary. Like, this makes me feel like, okay, what if my friends have ulterior motives? Like, I always feel like, that can't happen. Like, okay, this is happening then. This can't happen to me. What if I'm, like, translating? Well, I only know one language. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone ever asks you over with the intentions of translating something, don't do it. Okay, I won't. At least don't have your back turned to them. True. Yes. Um. So, actually, as soon as he... He killed her. Um, he actually fainted immediately. and That had to be quite a sight. So he just shot her, and then he fainted from the shock. Like, yeah, he did. Be, um, if you could be a fly on the wall at that time, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I wouldn't because of what happens next. So he immediately faints after shooting her. But when he comes to, he realizes what he has done, and he begins to immediately have sex with her corpse. Oof, gross. He immediately has sex with her corpse, and then he actually then tries to bite into her butts, her buttocks, and he knows he was unable to, um, so he actually then uh, went and got a butcher's knife so he could just um, chop up her body into pieces. I also read that he went, like, he had to leave the apartment to go buy a butcher's knife. Yes, he did. He had to go buy one. this guy isn't really, if this is something he's been thinking about for a very long time, wouldn't you be like, hey. He wasn't prepared. No, probably not prepared. He just did everything on a whim. Hmm. So he did eventually chop up her body into pieces, and he did um, eat, consume some of her flesh raw, and he did some of her flesh, and each and every time he would photograph each incident. That is beyond disturbing. And also, I was wondering, like, when he was taking the photos, is this, is, is this Walgreens time where you have to submit the film? 
to like Walgreens and then they send it back. Like, is this some? Are these photos something that you have like a red room for? And you speaking as a as a former Walgreens employee, uh, from what I recall when working in the photo department, if you ever did see any photos like controversial photos like Either that, like naked or yeah, stuff like, like that. naked like photos of children or anything oh, just of that nature, really. Um, you're supposed to report it immediately. Okay. Yeah. Was that happening in the 70s, do you know? Uh, I am not sure of okay. that. But I, I don't know if they're like, you know, the Walgreens managers are like, we've been doing this since 1969. <laughs> Is that how they sound? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure. But yes, he did. Um, he did photograph each incident or each moment of him consuming her flesh. That is beyond disturbing. Well, anyway, so Issei decided to, he's, he chopped up all her body parts, and he he puts them all in two suitcases. And then at this point, he decides to go to a lake, and he's going to just drop off, he's just going to throw off, or put, put the suitcases into the lake. I don't, that's a really bad plan, but that was his plan, was to dispose of the suitcases at the lake with the body parts in it. He was caught in the attempt, and the French police did arrest him four days later. Um, and then he says, rich daddy, I'm going to call him daddy money bags, because his <laughs> dad just, if your family member is being a piece of shit and you're rich, how about you don't, how about you let them learn a life lesson? Yeah, I mean, like, what if his dad, daddy money bags didn't um, pay off uh, the last attempt, the attempt where he broke into that woman's house and he said he read well the police were like oh attempted rape like what, what if he didn't what if his dad didn't pay off that attempt so anyway daddy moneybags hired an attorney for isa so after two years of waiting for trial to begin so the trial never even happened but um isa was found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by a french judge that judge is um judge this is going to be another butchering of a french name judge jean-louis Rougier ordered Issei to stand in a, to stay in a mental hospital indefinitely. He had been sent back to Japan by this time, and Japanese doctors evaluated Issei, and they found him to be sane. Um, and the charges in France were actually dropped. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Japanese doctors said that Issei's crimes were sexually motivated. Um, and Issei checked himself out of the hospital on August twelfth, nineteen eighty six. So he's been a free man since then. And his freedom has been wildly criticized. Interesting. Yeah, um, considering he admits that he will actually end up doing this again before he dies. He wants to do it again. And in Japan, the people of Japan are just like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm not going to say praise, but he's pretty famous over there. Yeah, I actually, with some people do praise him. He is um, a when he started research for this case. Um, when I put his name into Google, the first like three things I came up with were like comics that other people had made of him. So he's definitely pretty well known. Yeah, for sure. I didn't write down any of the things that he's been in because, frankly, I think he's kind of a shitty person, and I don't want to give him that ben- that that opportunity advantage yeah but um yeah people seem to really like him weird which i don't i don't understand is it because he's like an underdog who knows weird i have no idea well yeah that's isei sagawa very interesting interesting case for sure do you have anything else i don't have anything else do you 
I do not. Um, just send it. I think he's a piece of shit, and I kind of um, hope he goes to jail. Well, I think so, but he's all, he was, what, born in 1949, so at this point, he's, what, 71? Yeah. So, I mean. Maybe he'll die soon, who knows. He'll die soon. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just coughed right into the microphone. Sexy. Um, I use Wikipedia and Murderpedia for my sources. Ooh, I'm bad. I didn't write down my source for the week. You would fail this paper if you were in school. I would have failed this paper if I was in school. I guess I get an F for today. I'm hitting Nicole with my paper. Did you hear that? Yes. All right. Well, as I said, that's Issei Sagawa. And since we don't have anything else, right? Yeah, that's it. You can find us on Instagram at generic underscore true underscore crime underscore podcast. And what's our email? It's much simpler. It is generic true crime podcast, I believe. <laughs> 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 at gmail.com oh she's so bad at this sorry guys uh no one's emailed us yet it's okay this is us just rambling on now okay well no one wants to hear us ramble so. actually it's generic true crime at gmail.com okay. sorry generic everyone all right well since no one wants to hear us rambling on i guess that's it bye bye Welcome to the Generic True Crime Podcast. All criminal cases mentioned in this podcast are real events.